as I understand it. Rectangle of mediocrity. Wow, Craig, that was some outstanding stuff. Whatever, Kevin. You sound like a real nerd. How are you? Now I'm going off on a rant. Our guests are the meat to our stale bread. All right, it is another edition of the Channel Partners Podcast, Coffee with Craig and Kevin. I am executive editor Craig Galbraith. Joining me as always, our business development lead, the original bard of the Chesapeake, Mr. Kevin Morris. Kevin, how are you? <laughs> Craig, I got to tell you, I'm absolutely speechless on that one, other than the fact that it definitely ties in well to our theater theme that we will be having uh, on this episode. I did notice one thing that I do want to talk about, though, Craig. No song to open up the episode? Yeah, I know I've been doing a good job finding the soundtrack uh, for our show lately. It's corresponded to the number of episodes we've had. So we had one for 40 and 41 and 42. I just couldn't find one for episode 43 other than one that was death metal. And I just thought that might be a little much for our audience. Well, Craig, if our listeners can handle us, they can almost certainly handle that. But <laughs> I actually think I might have one for you. You know, having two friends from college go on to become respected techno DJs in New York City, I think I have a song outside our typical musical genre, actually titled 43 by Elon Bluestone. Type of song that would be great for a sunrise beach jog like I did over vacation. Kevin, taking my role of the Casey Kasem of this podcast, I don't know about this. Your shoulders are probably moving a little bit in your chair. You're probably chair dancing a little bit with this in the background. I'm grooving. I feel like I'm at Studio 54. <laughs> you know what else is grooving, Craig? is our podcast. Most recently, the Sprint and A10 podcast was our most popular to date. So I just want to say thank you so much to our listeners for uh, continuing to follow us, even though we give you the constant drivel and droll that you've come to expect from Craig and Kevin. Absolutely, Kevin. And thanks also to Sprint and A10 for sharing that podcast socially. I know that helped to get a lot of the word out as well. For sure. You know, mentioning our listeners, we hope a lot of our listeners will be at Channel Partners Evolution. Hard to believe it's just two months away now. You know, I realize we talk about evolution in our shows a lot, but, you know, tough. It's our show. <laughs> Craig, we have talked about evolution quite a bit, but what we haven't talked much about yet are the Expo Hall stages, notably the Channel Partner Studio and the Channel Futures Theater. Or, or theater. Once again in Philly, Craig, we're going to be conducting interviews with key players in the industry at Channel Partners Studio. It'll also feature our popular new exhibitor news desk and the Best in Show Awards. We'll be recording everything that takes place in the studio and making all these videos available on our website. And Craig, I think you're here to talk about the first ever Channel Futures Theater experience. Theater. Yes, Kevin, we'll also be recording video at the theater. There we're going to have a number of Thunderdomes. He was the one they called Hero. But he's just a raggedy man. No, not that type of Thunderdome with Mel Gibson and Tina Turner. These Thunderdomes are going to be based on a series of topics, including UCAS, SD-WAN, disaster recovery as a service, and so on. We did a trial run of the UCAS Thunderdome back at the Channel Partners Conference and Expo in Vegas, and it featured some of the top vendors in UCAS, think Vonage, Call Tower, Ring Central, and so forth, going head-to-head -head and explaining why their solution is the best. They took some tough questions from the audience, a real interactive opportunity. That room in Vegas, Kevin, was packed. Now we have a chance to showcase this sort of thing on our Channel Futures Theater stage. 
Craig, that sounds like it's going to be a phenomenal experience on site in Philadelphia. You know, all this talk of theater and Thunderdome has got me thinking about all these summer action blockbusters that we come to expect every year and how we should be working to make this podcast more exciting at the same time. Yeah, you're probably right. You've always got to be incorporating more into the podcast to keep people interested. We can't just rest on our laurels of that last big one we just had. You know, Kevin... Maybe if we had a trailer for the podcast, you know, like one of those big summer action movies you're talking about? Yes, Craig. That is exactly the kind of thing we're talking about here. All right, let me think. Uh, Okay, all right. Let's try this on for size. Once in a generation, an everyman's hero emerges from out of nowhere to take on his rivals in the podcasting world. This generation, there are two. Hey, Kevin, who'd you line up as our guest for this week? Wait, what? I thought you were doing it. Are you kidding me? When the pressure builds, the masses look to them for answers. And questions. Hey, Craig, do you have those questions ready for our next guest? Uh, not yet, Kev. How much time do I have? It's in five minutes. Five minutes? I'm on it. The lights are up. The microphones are ready. The intensity builds. They have to be on their game. The human torch was denied. A bank loan. Okay, I've got this. Let's go! And we've got some great stuff lined up for Panel Charters Revolution. Ah, Jiminy Crickets, Craig. Can we start that part again? And just when they appear to be out of time. Man, that was a great show, Kevin. I love it when a plan comes together. Light them if you got them. Like what? We were rolling? Coffee with Craig and Kevin. With a vengeance. Yippee-ki-yay, Channel Disruptors. (laughs) Wow, Craig, that trailer had some adrenaline, had some action. I mean, it had everything you need. I don't know who's not going to want to see that movie. What's wrong with you? It's either this show or indigestion. I hope it's indigestion. Why? It'll get better in a little while. All right, Kevin, enough of that nonsense, at least for a few minutes. Let's get serious and welcome in our first guest. He is Brian Leonard, Vice President of Marketing at RapidScale. Brian, how are you? Hey guys, I'm doing great. Really appreciate you having me on. Thank you. It's really an honor to be here. People know you well uh, from your years at Intellisys, uh, head of marketing there, but uh, now you're at RapidScale, just joined here a month or two ago. Uh, tell us what drew you to it. Yeah, well, there's actually uh, four years at Intellisys, and uh, it was just really a great ride. I mean, I was just surrounded by some great leaders and great people. I just did some really amazing things there. I actually moved my family up from the great state of Arizona. It was really a family decision. Loved the company, loved everything about it, was doing great there. Uh, We just made a decision that we needed to be around our family for our kids who just turned five. So um, then why rapid scale? It was learning the people there, uh, Randy and, and Will, and who they recently had brought on with Dwayne and Bob. They were just growing this amazing, amazing team. So I love the people. I love the product. Clearly, it's a cloud company. They're international. They have cloud nodes in Europe as well as APAC. And I found that really cool. The positioning of the company I thought was fascinating. RapidScale is one of the only managed cloud providers that provides co-management or what we call hybrid management of their cloud servers. So um, as you guys know, one of the biggest fears of an IT professional who is scared about moving to the cloud is that they won't be able to have their hands on it, right? If there's another company managing it, then it'll be invisible to them. So RapidScale allows them 
to co-management. And just all these things put together was just like, wow, this company is going to explode. They have Rapid Scale University. They have a partner portal that just blows partners away and that blew me away. And they already had a really good marketing foundation. So I knew I'd be coming into something that already had a real strong foundation with the people in the marketing and the processes. It was just very attractive to me. You know, Brian, when you're making a decision of that magnitude and you can do it while succeeding at maintaining both the work and life balance, that is just great. And I can relate to that because I made a big change recently uh, with my family in mind. Personal dick guy. And that was that I had to start eating and serving more vegetables with dinner. It couldn't just be meat. (laughs) So I did do it. I made a similar move and it's helped my work in life because now I'm a little more healthier myself. How's your family doing after that? Were they able to make that transition okay? Were you able to guide them through that? (laughs) I was. Great question. Great question. Going back to the podcast roots, I like it. Um, They were. I got to tell you, the kids don't like the actual act of eating the vegetables, but they feel better after they do. So it's been great all around, I have to say. It's really courageous, man. It's it's a real courageous move. I'm inspired. (laughs) I appreciate that. Inspiring people daily. That's my goal. That's my mantra. But, you know, Brian, it's fortuitous timing here because, of course, we've had some big news this week as Cox Business has just announced that they've acquired RapidScale. No doubt in a deal that will benefit both companies greatly. How will this impact the channel and, in particular, RapidScale's partners? That's a great question. Uh, You know, obviously, I joined the company a couple months ago. You know, I knew that we were looking for investors and funding to be able to, you know, just rapidly grow the company and to move it to the next level. So I knew it coming in. Honestly, I was really excited when, when it finally unraveled. I mean, we had a lot of options, right? We had a lot of investors who were interested in us. And when I finally found out that it was Cox, I was thrilled. I grew up in Atlanta. That's where my roots are from. Um, I remember my dad, he loves reading the newspaper. He's really into the news. And he's talked to me as a kid about what a great company Cox was. It's a family-run company and just how unique they were, how much they gave back to the community, how much they took care of their employees. So long story short, it was very fortuitous for me. But you didn't even ask about me. See, I went into this long thing about what's in it for me. And the question was about what's in it for the partners. It's very, it's very selfish on my part. <laughs> uh, what was the question again? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So, um, look, this is a family-run company. It's the first national cable operator who provided telecom services for businesses starting in 1993. And they've grown it up to $2 billion. And these guys are in it hardcore for the channel. This is one of the first acquisitions by an MSO of a managed cloud computing services company. Um, Guys, a lot of people are going to start thinking about Navisite, right? How Navisite was acquired by Time Warner Cable. I mean, that was more of a colo play, right? This one is pure managed services, pure international managed services. So in that sense, it's exciting for the channel. What's coming, look, they want to pour gas on this fire. They just want to grow the heck out of it. They're not looking to incorporate, you know, us into Cox. They purchased Rapid Scale because they love the company. They love the product. They love the industry. They want us to run rapid scale. We're going to stay rapid scale just with a lot more ammunition. So more resources, more solutions engineers, more partner experience managers, more partner experience specialists, more enablement events. They've won numerous JD Powers and Associates Awards. So more service. You know, it's they're extremely bullish on cloud, extremely bullish on the channel. What do you guys think about it? 
You can never take the uh, podcaster out of the uh, podcast. You know, a lot of our <laughs> listeners probably know that you uh, ran the uh, Channel Outlaws podcast in Telesist for uh, years there. And, and Kevin, I don't know. Do we allow him to ask us questions? <laughs> I, I think that well, violates protocol. <laughs> we sure do. I mean, we, we give our guests the freedom to do what they have to do. And I would just say, Brian, uh, I couldn't sum it up any better than you just did. So just well said there. I, I have nothing to add. Great right. answer, Kevin. Great answer. <laughs> I know now why you didn't have Kevin on your podcast. <laughs> uh, it really just goes short. with what you said. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> you know, Brian, we usually ask somebody who's taken on a new job what some of their uh, first priorities in the first six months to a year are going to be. But I would imagine that uh, communicating with partners about this deal has uh, moved right to the top of the list. What do you What do you plan to tell them? The partners already know that rapid scale stands for service, right? It stands for quality. It stands for service. We have a great reputation in industry for that. Uh, they may or may not know that Cox does too. They've won a lot of awards on their customer service, on how they treat their employees, how they treat the community. So the main thing to communicate out there now is that you're going to get more of the same, but at a magnitude of 10 or 100 times of of what it was. My job now is to focus on how to help our sales partners grow. That's it. You know, using Cox and the resources they have, how to provide more tools for our sales partners, more events that educate our sales partners, more education for our sales partners, just more everything that can help these guys and girls grow. So I need to learn how they do it at Cox. Obviously, they've been doing this for more than 100 years. I mean, I mean, that's amazing, the learnings that they've had, the experience they have, more than 100 years. I have so much to learn from them. You know, hopefully they have a lot to learn from us on how we do things in the channel. So it's just going to be a combination of learning and helping our sales partners grow. What do you guys think I should do? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We can uh, barely do our own jobs, let alone help you with yours. I know this flipping the script stuff is, is difficult. Uh, we've got to be easier on our guests moving forward, Craig. This might be the last time we have a uh, former podcaster on the show, Kevin. <laughs> we got we got to start issuing background checks. <laughs> have you done a podcast before? Um, <laughs> I love being on the other side. This is so great. <laughs> Well, <laughs> getting back to our regularly scheduled programming, Brian, RapidScale, as we all know, provides a full array of managed cloud services, but you've really specialized in desktop as a service. What makes DAS so important to the partner community? Most people, when they think of cloud compute, you know, it comes down to, look, it, it's RAM, it's memory, and it's processing power. Most people think of the servers. How do you put the servers in the cloud? But what's happening now is that the IT leader is now bogged down in more crud that he doesn't want to deal with more now than ever before in the past. Moving the servers into the cloud is uh, one way to help to relieve that. That's kind of commoditizing now. Now what's coming, and it's rapidly approaching, 
is that the, the majority of that compute that's still not in the cloud, that's a pain to have to deal with the patching and the security and the bringing on new employees and firing new employees, is the desktops, it's the laptops, it's the computers, it's the mobile phones out there right now that millennials want to use instead of their computers. And, and, and that opens up an entire array of issues with threats and security and threats with stealing information, things like that. So moving desktops into the cloud is one thing. That's coming very, very quick. It's growing so rapidly, and nobody has the infrastructure like that right now that RapidScale has. That's one reason that Cox was so interested in us. And no one can manage those services, can, can manage if an employee calls up and says, hey, um, I lost my password. I can't log in. Most IT leaders don't want to deal with that. They don't want their teams to deal with that. So that's all things that those are moving to the cloud too. It's not just the compute, but it's the service around that compute. That's why DAS is so important to the sales partner community because the IT leaders out there are now starting to realize that if they're not getting into strategy, if they're not trying to outsource a lot of that day-to-day -day stuff, then they're not getting into the strategy and that's stuff they wanted to get into. That's why they got into technology in the first place. So that means an opportunity for the sales partner community out there. And that's what RapidScale is positioned for. Desktop as a service is obviously a huge play in the channel right now. And that's my answer to the question you were probably going to ask, what do you guys think? <laughs> If, Just kidding, if, if you guys were going to start a desktop as a service company tomorrow, what do you think would be the first 12 <laughs> things that you would do? I will answer the last six, but I'm going to defer to my partner, Kevin, to answer the first six. One would be hire someone that knows more about the technology in desktop as a service. Two, defer to number one. <laughs> hey, Brian, you're a former engineer. Uh, maybe people didn't know that. Uh, obviously, you're known for marketing now in the channel. Give us one important piece of advice for uh, others, folks in the channel when it comes to marketing. There's no silver bullet, right? Um, but the thing that I think that I learned very early is measure everything, right? That's one of the things I learned as an engineer. It used to be that marketing, you know, 20 years ago in the age of madmen, right? It was all about your gut feel and how creative can you be? And it's evolved now to, you can measure almost everything that you do. You can measure the effectiveness of your events, the effectiveness of your customer satisfaction, your advertising spend, your email delivery, and on and on and on. So number one would be just to find somebody. If you have a large team, make sure to get somebody who really understands the digital side and the measurement of marketing. If you have a small team, also make sure whoever you get just understands the importance of measuring, how to measure. It takes more time, takes more resources, but ultimately it can take your marketing to the next level. Not everything can be measured. Not everything that can be measured matters. And not everything that matters can be measured. So there's obviously a balance. That's Kevin's motto. Yes. I, I, I probably read that in the book about Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, Craig, I already said my motto is inspire people daily. Uh, I don't know if I'm doing inspired, much of that. Yes, I cried, <laughs> I laughed. It was an amazing experience, and I want to thank you for that, Kevin. <laughs> my pleasure, my pleasure. You know, it it does. Sometimes it matters, even when you can measure it. Um, but <laughs> you can put that Mine was one down. measured in tears. <laughs> my family says the same thing. So. 
<laughs> I do have to ask you, as you probably know, we're running a segment throughout the summer to match up with America's Got Talent called The Channel's Got Talent. We have to ask you if you happen to have a special talent that maybe, you know, your partners, your colleagues don't know about that you're willing to share with us here on Coffee with Craig and Kevin. I guess one of the things that people close to me uh, know about me and I don't know, I guess some people think it's cool and some people think it's really bizarre, is that I'm really into biohacking and nootropics. Are you guys of at course. all familiar with that? Oh, yeah, I wrote a book on it. <laughs> wow. I, I would, I would have to say books. no. I'll be, okay. I'll, I'll be truthful and say no. <laughs> okay, okay. So when it comes to biohacking, it's like the art of trying things out on your body, hacking things that aren't real popular within the medical world just to see if they make you more productive, if they make you more fit, smarter. And nootropics are just smart drugs, legal drugs, um, that make you you know smarter, more efficient, and that's in ways that you can measure. So uh, when I was an entrepreneur, you know, I got to be working like 20-hour days, and I was like, wow, how can I get you know <laughs> that 21st hour out of the day, right? Like, how can I perform even better on less sleep? You know, so I got into Bulletproof Coffee, if you guys are at all familiar with that. It's a coffee where you mix your coffee with organic and grass-fed butter and MCT oil. You mix it and blend. It does amazing things for your mind as well as your appetite. Um, from that, I got into other smart drugs. Um, once again, these are legal, not really well-known, but things like Nupept and Aniracetam and Paracetam and things like that. So I've experimented with like hundreds of things just to see what I can really like feel and measure. Most vitamins you take, you're like, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure if this is working or not, but a book said to do it, so I do it. Not interested in that, right? So can I think more clearly? Uh, have I got more energy? Uh, is my memory better? right like I've taken like I've tried things and I've done like a memory test right so here's a before here's an after just, just see if it improves my memory if it works keep it if it doesn't it doesn't so, so I've done ice baths I'm a huge believer in ice baths in the morning it really helps with the nervous system the adrenal system I've done all kinds of tests with lights what kind of light in the morning helps you wake up what kind of light in the evening helps you go to sleep um, it's just all kind of wacky stuff like that does that count as a weird talent Certainly unique. Uh, we have not heard anything like that uh, to this point, and I'm guessing we probably won't hear it again real soon. But now I feel like I have to start looking. I actually Googled Bulletproof Coffee as, as you were talking about it, so I think I've definitely learned something on this podcast, so, so that's good, beyond everything we know about the channel. So that's awesome. Thank you for that. Well, Brian, thank you so much for taking the time today. Uh, good luck to you at Rapid Scale. Really looking forward to hearing uh, more as the months progress about the acquisition of Rapid Scale by Cox Business. Going to be pretty exciting, and uh, wish you luck. Hey, man, I really appreciate what you guys are doing. Uh, that, look, it's it's not easy to run a podcast. You guys are hilarious. You're way funnier than I ever was. Uh, I, I really admire what you're doing. Uh, I love your podcast. It's huge, huge value to the channel. So I just want to say thank you for what you do and that I really appreciate what you do. Um, and, and I really appreciate you having me on this podcast. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Brian. One set of Bulletproof Coffee Pods are in the mail. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a great one. Really good stuff there from Brian Leonard. Kevin, great to see him taking on a new job. And Rapid Scale seems like it's doing some really big things. No doubt, Craig. You know, getting back to the movie theme, I've been thinking, which is always a dangerous thing, but not <laughs> everyone likes action movies, believe it or not, Craig. What? So What? 
Yeah, I know. I mean, I love them, no doubt about it, but not everyone does, so maybe we should be a little softer in our approach. You know, like a good coming-of-age film that tells a heartwarming story, like a goodwill hunting, if you will. Hmm, maybe we could try that. Coffee with Craig and Kevin with heart? Yeah, okay. They were just two young men who aspired to make something of themselves. Man, Craig, middle school sure is hard. Don't worry, Kevin. It gets easier when you hit 26. Yet at every turn, life seemed to throw them a curveball. After college, I wanted to be the next Tom Brokaw. And I wanted to finish just one book without pictures in it. Glad we gave up on that. Yeah, that sounds really hard. Lofty dreams turned to visions of podcast stardom, just not as co-hosts. You want to do what? A podcast? Yeah, you know, talk, crack jokes, get some smart guests, get intelligent by association. Nah, I just want to talk about food and sports. Soon they would find a way by finding themselves. That's some really outstanding stuff, Joe. Hey, Craig, you had a question about their UCAS offering? Craig? Oh, sorry, I was on mute. Coffee with Craig and Kevin, the channel's podcast. I guess we're all grown up now, Kev. I know. Just finished Green Eggs and Ham by Mr. D.R. Seuss. It's all about food, Craig. And oh, the plot twists. Ah, jeez. Craig, I'm kind of picky about my coming-of-age stories, but I, I really like the idea for this one, too, don't you think? Maybe we can come up with one more after we have our next guest. You know, really nail it. With that, Craig, let's welcome in our next guest. Melinda Templeman. Melinda is the head of VIP relations right here at Connect 365 Informa and helps out on the Channel Partners brand. Here at CP, we affectionately know her as Mel. Mel, how you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing well. Thank you so much for taking the time to stoop down to Craig and I's level and join <laughs> us here on the podcast. <laughs> Let's get the ball rolling here, Mel. As everyone knows, I'm not a VIP when it comes to pretty much everything. So could you please explain to me, and I guess more importantly, our audience, the role you and your VIP services team plays for channel partners and on a larger scale, Connect 365? Sure. Um, so the bottom line for our team is to help build the customer side of the audience and help benefit our sponsors as well as our attendees. We look to make sure that we have partnerships or potential partnerships that could be made with our sponsors and some of our end user customers. And then for our attendees, we want to make sure that they are networking with high-level people within the industry that have great insights and expertise. So the way that we do that is through um, a few things. So one is partner connections. And so that's where we literally pair up our sponsors with their exact wish list customers. And then we create meetings, select times that work with people's schedules and all that, and then um, make those connections on site. Another thing that we do is partner recruitment. So we go out and recruit MSPs to come to the show in order to enhance the audience as well as make sure that there's a good buy side of the audience for our sponsors and making sure that there's some connections made there. Another thing that we make sure that we do is increase brand awareness with these C-level executives and building a trusted community that's at the forefront of emerging technology. So. We look for the executives that are really enhancing um, emerging tech and kind of pushing it through into fruition and kind of doing an implementation stage. 
So anyone that is kind of pushing the technology out into the market and kind of doing it first is the people that we look to. And then another thing that we do for our VIPs is enhanced networking opportunities. So this will go along the lines of awards, um, power hours, speed networking sessions, parties, luncheons, dinners, the list kind of goes on and on, but anything to make sure that our VIPs are networking with each other as well as our sponsors. And then another thing is enhanced customer service for VIPs and sponsors. So we dedicate a personal VIP manager to set meetings, manage calendars, suggest topics that relate to them specifically within the agenda, as well as other networking opportunities that will help enhance their experience on site. But as I mentioned, the bottom line is that we just help develop the end user side of the audience, the customer side, to make sure that it's beneficial for both our sponsors and the attendees. I love the idea of lunches and dinners. You have me right there. Um, but I'm particularly interested, and maybe our audience is more interested too, in uh, partner recruitment, which you mentioned. Uh, talk about your team's primary recruitment mission for the upcoming Channel Partners Evolution and how that's progressing. Sure. So our mission this year is to kind of bring the managed service provider to Channel Partners Evolution in a bigger scope than we ever have before. So we're adding valuable prospecting opportunities for our sponsors and a chance to network on a peer-to-peer -peer basis with these MSPs. So currently right now we have the MSP 501 list, which we've been recruiting um, to come to our show. And those are just the best MSPs in the industry that are kind of making a splash in the space. And so we've been inviting those MSPs to the show. And so far we have about 160 winners from about 100 different companies. And the list is growing every day. The buzz is growing, people are talking, and this is turning out to be a star-studded event. And I think that, you know, by the end of this campaign, we'll probably have upwards of maybe 200 from a little bit over 100 companies. So it's looking to be like it'll be a really fun event. And we are also putting on an MSP 501 gala, which all of these people will be invited to and kind of gives an opportunity to recognize them and thank them for their achievements in the space and their dedication as well. Mel, that is absolutely incredible that you're looking to get potentially 200 MSPs from a list of 501 companies in just a few months span. That That is awesome. And it's gonna be great to see all these cutting edge and leading MSPs at the event. So very well done to you and your team. As I understand it, VIP Services also provides a platform for vendors and sponsors, which you alluded to, to obtain face-to-face -face meetings with their top prospects at the events you work on. Can you tell us a little more about that? Yeah, sure. So we give our top tier sponsors the opportunity to create a wish list and share that with us. We like to make sure that we recruit people that are going to be beneficial for our sponsors to meet with in order to make potential partnerships and kind of grow their business together. So we do a matchmaking process with our MSPs that we recruit to the show, kind of an opportunity that these sponsors don't get very often. Um, it's not it's not easy to bring these MSPs in, in front of a lot of sponsors and kind of have their pick and choose to who they want to meet with. And the audience is usually about 3000 people. So this is an opportunity to find like the needle in the haystack. So kind of swimming through the sea of people and finding those key individuals that are gonna help benefit your business in a sea of 3,000 people is really difficult. So that's where we come in and kind of pinpoint those exact customers that will benefit 
the business that you currently work in. And we arrange the meetings, select times, we manage your calendars, we set locations, and we manage your calendar throughout the event. And we make sure that both parties' schedules match up. And then we facilitate those meetings on site by doing introductions where we can. And then we also help on return on the sponsor's investment by securing as many meetings as possible before you even step foot on the showroom floor. So we do the heavy lifting. We give our sponsors the opportunity to focus on the sale, the partnership, or the insight provided by the MSP. And we just do all the hard work for them because their focus should be the sell and not the work that goes behind it. So we're just trying to make sure that we enhance their experience by giving them a helping hand um, and connecting them with MSPs that are going to benefit them. Mel, would you be able to do the heavy lifting for me? And by heavy lifting, I mean Kevin, carrying him around. Oh, yeah, of course. Piggyback. <laughs> oh, I didn't, mean, I didn't mean physically. I'm not that <laughs> insulting of Kevin. <laughs> Sometimes after the show, I do feel like I have to roll from place to place. It, it gets a little <laughs> difficult. <laughs> well, Mel, we talked about your team working on other Informa-owned brands beyond channel partners. Our audience has expressed a significant interest in the Internet of Things. So what areas do you work on related to IoT? IoT is a major part of my role, actually, and it's really cool to see the channel and IoT coming together working on these two separate events and then seeing synergies between the two help grow our community even further. And it's just great to see the VIPs networking across those industries and making connections. The shows I work on include our flagship show, IoT World, which has about 11,000 people participate in May every year. And then from that, it stems into smaller summits from our most popular tracks at the event. Um, these include Industrial IoT World, Smart City Summit, IoT Blockchain Summit, IoT Security Summit, and Smart Home Summit. So these are all of our most popular tracks and all of these shows have been running for about three years now. So they're making a lot of headway in the market. And um, yeah, we look forward to kind of combining these shows with the channel market and seeing if there's any synergies that we can move forward with in terms of events as well. And Mel, I've noticed we do have a lot of crossover sponsors with the IoT portfolio and our partners are definitely gravitating towards selling IoT solutions. So I just want to say to our audience, if you want more information on Informa and Connect365's IoT portfolio, they do a spectacular job over there. Just reach out to your channel partner's contact, uh, whether you're a partner or a vendor. We'll definitely get you in touch with the right people there. And, and you know, all that said, I do have to ask, Mel, do you happen to have a hidden talent that you would be willing to share with our audience? It's not exactly a talent, but I'm very, very good at Monopoly. I get quite aggressive and I always like to win and make barters and all these things. I love playing Monopoly and I'm pretty good at it. So I guess that's somewhat of a talent. I cheat a little bit, but I always win. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say that is a talent. It's not cheating if you don't get caught. Yeah, and, uh, I, I never get caught. I'm very sneaky when it comes to well. I do want to point out that I am undefeated with the thimble. So that's probably going to sound funny through my headset. The thimble. Uh, <laughs> I am undefeated. Uh, that's an old school Monopoly piece. I don't know if they still have that in the newer version. Oh, that is an old school one. I'm all about the car, though. The car. The, the car is very cool. a car too. guy, too. <laughs> or, or the top yep. hat as well. But the top hat, I seem, I, I haven't won when I'm the top hat. I think I get too excited that I actually got the top hat. <laughs> 
We might have to have a Monopoly showdown at the show if the game didn't take hours and hours to play, and that might keep us from doing something else that, you know, some of our <laughs> other responsibilities. But uh, we'll look into it. So much for networking. I've got a Monopoly game to win. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, Mel, I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to join us. This has been really informative for our audience and for us, and I uh, just really appreciate everything you do for our channel partners and, and Informa in general. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Mel. Really enjoyed hearing about all of that IoT stuff from Mel, Kevin. You know, technology these days is playing an ever-increasing role on the big screen. It's got me thinking about our movie theme again, Craig. So maybe we should do one more movie trailer that would scare up some new listeners. Huh. Yeah, that is worth a shot. Let's do it. With every opportunity comes fear of the unknown. A podcast, Craig? Really? I don't know. What if it fails? Ah, oh, come on, Kev. What's to be afraid of? Don't be a ch ch, -ch chicken <laughs> A leap of faith sometimes comes with consequences. Have you checked the podcast? Hey, Craig. Sorry to let you know this, but we just had to change the guest last minute here. No worries. Just hope your off-the-cuff questions are better than that previous debacle. These questions make absolutely no sense. It's like you don't understand the channel at all. Hello? Mr. Galbraith, it's the police. We've traced the call. Those questions are coming from inside the podcast. And the deep dives aren't just deep. They're downright abysmal. Personal deep dive. So, Craig, as you knew, I flew to California last week. At Newark Airport, I have to tell you, they have the best bacon at this one place. I can't even remember the name of it. It was kind of in the middle of one of the hallways. And I sat down, I was talking to somebody next to me how they were making like 110 pieces of bacon, and they were getting the thick-cut bacon just right. And I'm telling you, that's a time-sensitive process when it's thick-cut, not like when it's thin bacon. Going down, Kevin, I'm sinking, cowboy, Craig? Are you okay? What should I do? Call 911? No, idiot. Just stop talking, please. That story was brutal. In the end, there's no escape. Kevin, be careful about that new headset you got. I had one of those, and it's pretty... Craig, I got this. Please. Ah! I just poked myself in the eye! I'm bleeding! Sharp. I was going to say sharp. The video conference room. It's not letting us leave. There's no way out. Is this episode 43? Or Saw 43? No! Coffee with Craig and Kevin. It'll scare the pants off of you. Are you actually wearing pants? Why would I do that? Ah! Oh, Craig, I gotta tell you, I really liked that one a lot. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. Digi, speaking of horror, what do you want? It's our digital services robot mascot, everyone. Here to remind us of the importance of traditional partners gravitating towards digital services. You've got a trailer idea, Digi? Okay, let's have it. Um, yes, Digi. That's just the Star Wars theme. Again. Yes, I know your cousin R2 is in it. Craig, I think the trailer concept is completely lost on Digi. He doesn't go to a lot of movies, Kevin. He's too busy processing data. Yep, one could say that uh, Digi is a one-trick robot. If only we each had a trick that was as good as his. Whatever.
Alright, just a reminder, you can check out the archive of Coffee with Craig and Kevin on iTunes. Just go to iTunes, type in Channel Partners Online, and you'll find us there. We're also on SoundCloud, and we have a Twitter page. Kevin, hit him with the handle. It's all about my favorite bot, at Digirobot, D-I-G-I-R-O-B-O-T. And that's on Twitter, Craig, just so you know. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Hope you had fun. We'll catch you again next time. We'll be back. What was that? It was very strange. It was very weird. It was peculiar. It was kind of amusing. Yes, it was rather funny. It was incredibly funny. I loved it. Hilarious. Wonderful.